and welcome back to the final episode of season one of I Saw You Liked This. You are once again here with Annabelle and Gavita. And today we will be discussing sexual liberation. Oh, let's talk about sex, baby. <laughs> Stunning. <laughs> Um, so the thing we saw this week <laughs> was a tweet um, or a series of tweets. But the first one was a statement that just said, delete their nudes if you're no longer with them. Um, and this turned out to be quite a polarizing statement for some, mainly men, um, who felt that once... Um, I guess once the nude or picture that had been sent to them was on their phone, that it was theirs to keep forever. But obviously we disagree, do we not? Yes, it was the straight man, the straight (laughs) cis man in the comments saying all sorts of, no, they sent it to me, that means it's mine to keep for as long as I want to do whatever Mm. I want with, which is kind of a gross thing to say. So gross. Yeah, um, I didn't understand why some people were so, like, volatile in in their reaction. Yes, like, so angry. There were some really, like, quite strong, yeah, strong comments of people essentially outing themselves, which was quite embarrassing <laughs> for them. Yeah. Um, outing themselves in the sense that they don't believe in consent, because one of the the following tweets in, like, this... Like a series of tweets, the thread, that's what the word I was going for, um, was that she said, just because they gave you their consent at the time doesn't mean that's that's like a binding fact or a binding thing. Yeah. Like that consent can change. Um, and also once you're not with them anymore, what use do you have with those pictures? Especially if someone's asked you to delete them off their phone. If someone said like, you know what, fine keep them then you know that's on them that's them giving you extra consent but in yeah. the case that she which was again ex- they're allowed to in the future say actually i changed my mind exactly Please, now can you delete them? Please delete them but in this case she was saying like it's there are people who ask for their pictures to be removed and people will say like no it's mine now and it's like you don't own those pictures of of me they're not yours to to keep yeah and i think you you mentioned when we were talking about this, that there was um, someone that said something about if you're a decent person, then you probably yeah. The person what, what did... <laughs> he said um, he was like, oh, if you're a decent, he was trying to defend the men who kept pictures, but also said also didn't defend them. He was like, if you're a decent person, then obviously you'd probably delete those photos. But people can do what they want with the photos. So we were like. What you? What is it that you're trying to say? Truly, really, because you're just saying that the people who aren't listening to that request aren't decent people, but somehow yeah. you're trying to defend people that you don't think are decent. So yeah, more like what are you? What? No, stop yourself, yeah. please, sir. Um. So yeah, that was quite interesting and um, sickening, upsetting, I guess, to see how many people who were like, like there was one person who said that he had pictures from like loads of past relationships and it's like well why when you're in a relationship with a new person would you be going back to pictures of someone who you were with (laughs) previously like that's so awkward like it's so gross and it's so weird and it's like not even about like the enjoyment of having shared an experience together anymore it becomes about having a power like having power over somebody else Mm. that you can then like do anything with yeah it's kind of horrible there was um what was it there was another tweet that you sent recently about the man there was a man who was interviewed and he said that he liked um what did he say oh he said he liked rough sex or preferred rough sex but then when he when he when he had children um, he no longer wanted to do it with his wife because he respected her too yeah. much or something. Because he was like, that's so- the wife of my, that's the mother of my children. And everyone in the comments was like, wait, what? Like, did, <laughs> did you just... I got the tweet up. Okay, great. Read it. <laughs> um, so it, this man said he 
prefers rough sex but stopped wanting it with his wife because he, that's the mother of his children. And he grew to respect her too much. And that is what needs unpacking, that the relationship between desire and, and power and respect is there and not kink. And I think that's really interesting because he then goes on to, it's it's a series, this whole like th- thread, thread is, yeah. it's like a very interesting series because he, and he goes into, the author goes into explain how like, why is it that you don't respect kink because it's not because you first of all you don't respect the person Mm. enough before they have your children which is interesting because why don't you respect women before that they can produce something for you yeah and then why is it that you then say that this person who you respect shouldn't be allowed to have whatever fetishes that they may they may want like maybe that's somebody that just enjoys kink like there shouldn't be any kink shaming or like that's something that you guys exactly right so there's like multiple levels of kind of like weird points of view there and yeah and also when you're entering into that a realm i say realm like kink as a whole there should just be automatically levels of respect there on on both sides because that might be because that just because you have one preference doesn't mean the other person has that preference either so i feel like communication and all that stuff comes into it and like that should be the the respect should already be there so it kind of just blew my mind that he had this quite uh strong preference for something but wasn't respecting the women that he did he just like uh, he he put the two together like oh rough sex means disrespect or the woman likes to be disrespected or or whatever it yeah. just kind of it just kind of confused me <laughs> but it's interesting because in the world of bdsm like and, and kink and whatever like that whole realm and that whole like activity is entirely based on consent and communication and it's such an important and integral foundation of whatever you do whatever you do within that space and mm. you have to be willing like in enthusiastically consenting to all of it so you have to have these conversations beforehand you have to like really discuss like what it is that you want and don't want and where your boundaries lie and what your safe words are and and that is all something you do because because you respect someone yeah so then associating that kind of activity with something that you don't respect it it's like you just you're just basically saying that you don't respect women and women's agency until they have given birth no but like even then after he's saying that he would never have like rough sex again with his wife because now she has children yeah so again you're not respecting her desires yeah because maybe her desires are to have rough sex yeah for sure so it's just like just say you don't really just say you don't respect women with your chest and be done with it (laughs) yeah um and another thing you mentioned about um communication and stuff and consent um, and consenting enthusiastically was an important Mm -hmm. note because um there was another thread i saw so many threads on (laughs) basically this podcast is like a twitter just like a discourse yeah. like podcast <laughs> we're not live on twitter um or so try not to cool but <laughs> but yeah it was another thread and they're saying about the different types of lack of consent because people mm. are often taught if they are taught about consent at all when they're younger this is men and women um that thank you heteronormativity yes for not teaching us about enthusiastic consent or two there <laughs> <laughs> that um the only way to not consent is to say no um but actually they were saying you know that it's not just no it's like you can say "Mm, i'm not sure about this and that's that's still not giving your consent or like oh i don't feel like it anymore that's still not giving your consent and also you said like checking checking during as well um that's another one because (laughs) i can hear the seagulls in they're so loud oh my god I think they want to get in on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sorry, I hope that's not too annoying for the listeners. (laughs) They're like right outside my window, like just screaming. (laughs) They're agreeing with me. That's that's they are. They're saying snaps for Annabelle. Snaps. Final episode, we got the seagulls to participate. Um, (laughs) No, but (laughs) um, that can consent can also be withdrawn 
during mm-hmm. or at any at any moment and that's another thing we're not taught like just because you said yes at the beginning you can then say no during and or you can become uncomfortable with something during and withdraw yeah. your consent then but i think that's something that actually needs to be emphasized more when we're learning about these things at school um and when we're older because i think that's something people only figure out on their own yeah like we we literally like bumbled into our mid-20s and now we're having these realizations right like yeah it literally took us this long to be like oh okay like maybe i can start something and then realize that this isn't for me or something just doesn't feel right anymore and i'm allowed to change my mind and that's something that i should have agency to do and if that person isn't creating enough enough of a safe space for me to feel comfortable enough to say no Mm. that's also not consent like if someone has created such a toxic environment in which i don't feel like i can say no that's also not consent yes yes it is yeah and i think that that become that line has become very blurred because we've seen so many like old hollywood movies of like how the guy chases the girl or not even just hollywood like just this is something that heteronormative heteronormativity has like portrayed across so many different cultures and patriarchy has just said that the woman is supposed to be chased like mm-hmm. and and maybe and she's not allowed to say yes because sex is some somehow shameful and therefore if she says that she is enthusiastic about it then that somehow means that she's a harlot mm-hmm. or like a wench or god knows what um and that is so dangerous yeah also like all the whole narrative of oh but when she says no she doesn't mean no exactly no means what try harder like ew yeah ew (laughs) (laughs) as if you just gagged (laughs) ew no Yeah. Um, you just reminded me when you said about chasing women of that horrendous film that came out, I think it was last year, called 365 Days. I, think I don't called- think I've seen it. Oh my god, it was awful. So it was basically this man, this rich man, who had seen a girl ages ago at some point. She'd like come through his town. It was like Italy or somewhere, I don't know. Maybe he was like the dad, the the father son of like a mafia person i can't even remember i'm probably butchering this story but the the storyline was already butchered anyway <laughs> saw her ages ago became obsessed but never saw her again and he just kept saying like to his people who worked for him and stuff like if you see this woman you need to like bring her to me blah 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 blah, blah. a year later he sees her so he kidnaps her uh, <laughs> kidnaps her and then she's like please let me go. Like she tries to run away a few times. He was like, no, you have to like, let's, let's wager a deal. Like if you stay with me for 365 days and then if, if after that you want to leave, you can, but I'm going to convince you that you'll want to, want to stay. Um, <laughs> sounds like a very triggering movie. It was horrible. And it was just, um, and it just, yeah. And the whole film, the whole film was basically like, or even worse version of Fifty Shades, Fifty Shades of Grey. So they were trying to do like a Fifty Shades of Grey vibe, which also wasn't done that well, but still. So just imagine the bar is just getting lower and lower. So just add kidnap. <laughs> that <laughs> kidnapping is on terrifying. Top. And people were just like, well, why is this, why is this being portrayed as a good thing? Like you've made it seem as if, like it literally, it perpetuates the whole women say no at first, but then they say no, they say yes. kidnap someone and then they got Stockholm syndrome. Literally, this is this is what I'm saying. Because then she ended up like falling in love with him, and she was like, "Wow, yeah, I want to stay here forever because you have so much money and you treat me so nicely." That Stockholm syndrome. And then I saw recently that they're bringing out another one. No, oh my god! I was like, how is there more? how because at first i thought it was just one of those like trash films like like a 50 shades one because that's what all people talked about mostly and then when you watch it you're like no this isn't no this isn't it Mm-mm, this is they really missed missed the point the but i think when stuff like that happens it is our duty to like rate it as zero mm. out of 10 on imdb like give it zero percent on rotten tomatoes mm-hmm. like review it into the ground 
because that's some bullshit like nobody like there is enough of a rape culture that exists without these kinds of things in the mass media like we don't need any more of that nonsense um really truly perpetuated rape culture because yeah for the first like i don't know how long she waited but there was a lot lot of time when she was like let someone sit with you i want to go i want to run away and then finally she like he like wore her down and she was like actually you're so hot look at your abs wow horrible (laughs) (laughs) like the drive-by of the abs (laughs) (laughs) no but that's what they that's the main thing they showed they were like oh but look how hot he is so it's okay that's another thing maybe that's a whole different episode but that's another thing that um hollywood and movies like to do they're like oh it's fine because this person's good looking so they can't be creepy it can't be it's not right that's like very ted bundy-esque people didn't think of him as a as a as a real problem because he was a good looking guy and boy was he a problem (laughs) a huge problem (laughs) yeah yeah sorry but anyways (laughs) um I I I do wonder like how come we aren't taught like how to how to think about like cause we, we all had sex education at school like you Lol. get given the condom on the banana and then you get told that like you're gonna get STDs and you're gonna die. Think of the <laughs> the scene in Mean Girls and it's very that like it basically is the same thing to be honest i was gonna say there was a girl from my school who posted on like instagram once being like anyone from our school who used to go to our school do you remember a sex ed lesson like did we even have sex ed and then she said all the answers were the same it was just this one like you said this one lesson that we had in the sports hall and there was a woman with a banana and a condom and it was honestly like a blip in my memory. Like it barely, it was honestly, maybe we were there for an hour and that was it. That was it in terms of sex education. In an all girls school, you'd think that there'd be more, especially there'd be more space to talk about things more freely without boys there. If anything, I think at my, because I went to a mixed school for the last, no. Yeah, I went to a mixed school for all of primary school. But the last two years I was at a different school and I swear I learned more sex education there in year five and year six so when you're nine and ten than i did from 11 to 18 mm-hmm. yeah that's interesting but like the from uh what was it te- 11 to 18 yeah like those are the ages in which like you're gonna start remembering those things and yeah. like we had one lesson that information. 11 to 18 they spent most of the time focusing on like biology and periods and stuff and it's like yeah and like, but that's that's great like we get them we've learned about them now let's let's move on there's more there's more for us to learn and the, like yeah. the point of sex isn't to procreate exactly. so including that in your sex ed classes i don't know that that always is the most appropriate thing because mm-hmm. like we learn that in biology anyway about how um, babies are born and how like the what is it called? The period cycle? Menstrual cycle? Jesus, I completely forgot that. <laughs> what is the thing we have? <laughs> the menstrual cycle works. But um, what we don't learn in sex ed is anything about consent, how to regularly check in with someone, how to enthusiastically consent, how to have like non-penis and vagina sex. Like there's so much more to sex than just P and V. Boring mm-hmm. missionary. <laughs> Bland. Yes. <laughs> there is. Uh, and, you're so right. But and still somehow the... like Oh sorry, Karen. No, 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 go on. Um, I was just gonna finish by saying like I think a lot of our um the way in which we think about sex is also about or at least the way in which we're taught about sex and then how we think about sex as young adults is about like male pleasure mm-hmm. that you know once the man or the penis owner i suppose like comes then that's it that's the end of sex mm-hmm. and that is also a bit of a problem yeah Cause, well, cause orgasm inequality in... is real because <laughs> that's what you see in like um movies and stuff isn't it that's all they show yeah. if they show if the movie includes a sex scene or whatever that's all you see that's the male the men the men the male <laughs> crust the man <laughs> or penis holder as he said finishes <laughs> and then and then that's it and you're like oh okay that must be that must be when it's over then no yeah no 
Absolutely not. Like you should, if you had to, as Megan, the Stallion says mm. so well, if you had to ask me, then no, I didn't come. Literally. Like, <laughs> God damn. Like you, I mean, damn. okay, at the same time, <laughs> but at so the same time, I'm like, no, God maybe you should it. ask because communication is important. <laughs> yes, communication. True, 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 true. Um, <laughs> yeah, but this idea that like we, we engage in sex to meet like that male like the male gaze expectation of of what that is i think is allows for this big discrepancy in who sex actually benefits Mm -hmm. yes and it's for everyone so why don't we learn about everyone Mm -hmm. why aren't we taught more i don't know and i feel like there's this old-fashioned like narrative where or maybe not old-fashioned but like older people narrative where like if you talk about it then they'll want the children or the young people will want to do it more i think that's part of the issue because i know that's definitely that's definitely how i was raised (laughs) my parents we just didn't it was just not spoken about people you know people are like oh when did you have the chat the birds and the bees i was like never i've never had that conversation (laughs) with my parents the birds and bees either i don't know maybe we need to Maybe you need to. I can't Google on my phone because my phone's on. No, nah, that's something I can do. Like you Google all the time. Um, but yeah, I was like, no, I literally never had that conversation. But I think it's because when I've spoken to them, my mum about it, about not having the conversation, she was like, I think it's because when we were raised, that was the same thing. Like, just don't talk about it, and then it won't happen. And I was like, that's mm. not how. It, that's not how it works. <laughs> I was like, if anything, they're probably more going to be more intrigued. If it's like this like secret thing that you're yeah. not that you're not talking about, and since people are going to do it anyway, you might as well. I'd rather you went into it informed, exactly, and knowledgeable and safe than not not at all. It's the same with like contraception and stuff. I'd rather people didn't think that there was only like a one size fits all for male presenting and female presenting then i'd rather they knew everything than just like what was commercial usually commercially available because it doesn't fit not everything fits everyone's bodies <sighs> definitely not and to this point that like if if you know about it then you're going to do it more that's not even true they they started teaching um sex ed to kids of five and six Wow. Um, in some Scandinavian countries, and they the, they centered this idea that like it's something that you do for fun with somebody that you love, mm-hmm. um, and that had a massive decline. So that showed a decline in teenage pregnancy, mm. and because because you're you're not treating it as this taboo thing, like people have sex, get over it, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Literally, <laughs> like do it with the the intention of having fun mm. and you know removing these expectations of having to behave in a certain way or having to perform in certain ways or whatever like remove that expectation take away the stigma and don't treat it as a, something that you can't be open about for sure so on the slightly sad side of that is that there um if they if young people are taught consent and and things that like as early as possible then at least they have the the language to communicate if something like a if there's like predatory behavior around them mm-hmm. they have the language to communicate that to someone who could actually do something about it if they don't know what oh, it is that's yeah. happening to them then they can't they're not then they're not going to be able to tell you if something's mm-hmm. happened yeah to them um yeah but i do i do recognize i think there are more conversations with parents and their children around like you know this is this is what like tell mummy and never keep any secrets from mummy and daddy always tell us stuff but i think if it's still it's important to have that language that language there so that they're able to to do that 100 percent, 100 percent. that's excellent addition to <laughs> My thought process, thanks. <laughs> but I do like the fact about how there's been a decline in um, teenage pregnancy in the, do you say, Scandinavian countries because of the teaching earlier. Yeah. 
I can't um, remember if it was in Sweden or if it was in Iceland. And I know that they're very different countries, so I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. At least you apologise, it's okay. <laughs> um, we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's that's very interesting. I like le- learning facts about stuff like that. Um, Education yeah. works, fellas. <laughs> Education works. Something that I saw recently was um, that someone is going to start this like a, a an IGTV series on it's like four straight cis men mm-hmm. um on their sex education and and this guy basically like I just watched the first the intro to it and it was just like you know we're we're falling behind guys like straight cis, cis men like we are falling behind we need to catch up to the conversation around what what sex means and and mm-hmm. change the ways in which we think about sex because um you know men are trash <laughs> and, he, and he even said it he was like yeah men are trash we get it like we need to up our game and i thought that was a really um a, a good thing to do like if like straight men and cis men like you need to be talking to your fellow people about being better <laughs> also um, even just talking to each other like to other men to other male presenting people i think that's, that's important yeah. as well because i do think women in my experience, we talk much more about things um, like in you know, like sexual lives and experiences and stuff. We talk much more about it amongst ourselves than men do. Because I know I've had male friends who've been like, "Oh my god, do you literally tell your friends everything?" I'm like, "Yeah, but how else are you meant to learn?" Really? Because yeah. because uh, then otherwise you're left you're left thinking that certain things only happen to you, and you feel very isolated. When actually some things can be quite common. Like what was it again on Twitter? For God's sake, I really need to get off this app. <laughs> I need to get off this app. <laughs> um, but there's this woman who's also on Instagram called Oloni. Um, <laughs> I love her. She's too funny, man. <laughs> um, too funny. And she did a thread. Basically, actually, like re- quote retweeted a picture, and it was this guy being like, oh, "I have to go back." Actually, there was a. Um, uh, a trend not a trend but something came out basically this man didn't realize that women's underwear can like stain because of like just the stuff that comes Discharge. out of us just because of stuff stuff secretion i don't know what the Dis- word <laughs> it's discharge discharge thank you i, don't really, I get the, this is why you are like my dictionary because i always like, describe <laughs> things and you're like animal there's a word for that so anyway the discharge um and he that was the first time this guy had discovered that that was a thing that happened to women. And so this other person tweeted being like, mm, look, my wife, I just like, he took a picture of his girlfriend's underwear. Well, I don't know why you do that. Um, and was like, this is her underwear. She's just come back from a full working day, um, like eight hours or whatever. And there's nothing on there. There's nothing on there that you can't, but you women can't do that out there or something. What? And that someone is was like, so who weird. is going to tell this man how the female anatomy works? And then also the other tweets were just like, what does she do for work? Because <laughs> I want to, I want to get on that bandwagon. If <laughs> like stuff like that. And yeah, so it was just this, I don't know where I was going with this point about, oh yes, the fact that, so, so there, there were women posting on there being like, um, it like, why do people have discharge? Like, why is your underwear that color? Like stuff like that. Um, and so the, the point I was making was that having those are the kinds of conversations that you have with your, your friends or Google, if you don't want to talk to your friend, if you're not that close with some people don't like to talk about that stuff, that's fine. But like, how else do you learn without having conversation with people mm-hmm. about those things? So I think women do tend to be a lot better about communicating about stuff like that. So men, cis men especially, need to catch up. Definitely. Um, but I, yeah, I, I don't know where to go with this discharge because it's normal and yes. like the vagina is self-cleansing. So it is. It's like not a big deal. It's not. <laughs> That's why. But because people aren't taught about it and it's not talked about enough, I think, um, then there might be, there are clearly women who didn't realise that it was uh, a normal thing. There are people who thought that it was like unclean or or whatever. Same with, and then men are clearly, clear, well, these men in particular were clearly not taught about it at all. So they were all like, oh, that's so gross. And I'm like, damn it. 
You guys are noobs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> need more conversations. Um, on this idea of like uncleanliness, I have a really like I get really irritated at this idea that like things that the the female body does naturally are somehow un uncleanly, unclean, unclean mm. um, or like unhygienic <laughs> or whatever, and. That doesn't just stem from like vaginal secretions or whatever, but just sometimes in the way that like our bodies can present themselves. And I've got a bit of a story. Story time. <laughs> Ready? So Let me get my um, popcorn. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was gonna say it's embarrassing, but it's it's not embarrassing for me, or at least I shouldn't actually feel embarrassed about it. No. Um, even though I still a little bit do. Basically, I was um. Doing, I was gonna, you know, engage with somebody. Awful at telling stories. It's because I am so awkward. <laughs> you were just talking about penis and vagina and discharge and stuff, and then it comes to you, you're like, oh, I was going to engage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know. Why. No, it's fine. Okay, Go on. Makes I'm gonna try and. Exciting. Let me like remove myself okay, from my own story. <laughs> so basically, there was this woman, yeah, and she met up with this guy. They'd like been on one day, yeah, and it was it went well. They Lovely. continued to talk, and in the periods between that first day and that second day, this guy, yeah, hell, I don't know because this story's not about me. <laughs> <laughs> This guy, yeah, is that Twitter went, thread that we saw? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, he like went above and beyond for this girl. Like, she, he like did this thing that she had like mentioned in the site. Like, basically, she had like gone to this museum where she had like a picture up, and it was quite a big deal to her. And then he was like, "Yeah, I'll go," and he like went with some mates. And so this girl was like. Do you know what? This guy actually seems like he's quite cool. Like he seems like he's at least like making an effort, which is quite a good thing. So the second diet comes round. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> the second diet comes round, yeah. And like they were just like chatting, and they were supposed to go for a coffee then a walk, but then it became like dark because it was like win- winter and that. So. He was just like, John, come come back to mine. And she was just like, all right, like, what's the big deal? We'll just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And obviously, then you can't expect that nothing will happen physically, but you don't necessarily have that expectation because you haven't yet chatted about it, mm-hmm. but you can't expect that it won't come up. So whatever, they go back to his and they like start talking. They have a little drink and a little chin wag or whatever. Or whatever you crazy kids call it these days. <laughs> <laughs> and then they like get to it, do you know what I mean? But because this girl wasn't like quote unquote prepared, mm-hmm. He, like, literally lost a boner. Like, as soon as he saw her naked, he, Mm. like, lost a boner because she hadn't, like, shaved the legs. And that was really awkward. And basically the point that I'm... (laughs) Yeah, I don't know where I I heard this. It was a great story. Mm. But basically, like, this idea that... um, I'm so like glad women you're have back to your normal accent. Was that tiring? <laughs> no, actually, it really wasn't. She's an actor, darling. <laughs> I was like, oh wow, she's doing this for the whole story. <laughs> <laughs> but now that the story is over, no, basically after the, after that all happened, she oh was God, just like trying to make it okay. But then she like made a joke because she was really uncomfortable because he wasn't communicating anything. He was just kind of like awkwardly there. And she was like, ha ha, do I make you, do I disgust you in that? And uh, he was just like, no, ha ha. And it was very awkward. Um, so then obviously I left. Yeah. Um, but so basically the, the point that I wanted to make was that, like, first of all, I should nobody should have to like, quote unquote, be prepared. Mm-hmm. Like the this idea that like, 
you know, women and their bodies, are, are, however natural they may be, are something that need to be prepped and pruned and, and fit for the male gaze in order for, to, for them to be desirable, I think is really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, to have that kind of expectation of what somebody is going to look like or in, in what way they may or may not behave to the to like to have that expectation to the point that you literally have a physio- physiological reaction like reaction to something mm. that's uh, like i guess unexpected to you i think is so crazy how much you can internalize these really boring <laughs> standards yeah for sure cuz i think there is like obviously people are and aren't attracted to to certain things and that's fine but you just you really do have to think about where where that level of like attraction or lack thereof of attraction was was taught like where it was learned almost because i do wonder like for instance like does he hold himself to the same standards probably not no because a lot of men don't or most men his, he- his now, legs were hairy share. yeah <laughs> <laughs> shave their genitals or they're not expected to shave their legs and their arms and so you're like okay like fine for you but why do i why am i expected to do that as well yeah it's just kind of interesting i I don't think that because i think it's not even about what you're i don't i don't know that that that's the argument of like oh this is something that you can be physically attracted to or whatever like i think that's really sad because if your attraction to somebody is purely based on what they're physically going to to do for you then that's Mm. not you actually attracted to them is it it's it's attracted to what they can provide you with and given that this person had already like gone above like i guess like had gone to he had like watched a documentary that i had just like mentioned in passing and he had gone to this gallery opening that i had just mentioned in passing like those are all things that indicate to me that he like actually enjoyed my company and Mm. then when like then on the flip side like my physical appearance isn't what he had chalked it up to or like what he had expected it to to look like when like I shouldn't have to prepare no. prepare for anything um if in order for like to be seen as someone that is sexy or whatever do you know what I mean yeah like no, I get you. What, what if that had been like I don't know if someone had like a scar that was so bad like they had been like in a motorcycle accident or and like had this like huge scar on the side of their leg like what like that you can't just be like oh i'm just not attracted to scars like <laughs> like do you know what i mean sorry can you put foundation on that thank you um like, like uh, or like oh you have stretch marks like sorry that's such a huge turn off for me like like sorry these things like happen to our bodies naturally and the worst part of this whole thing is this guy is literally a med- medical student so i'm like you should have an understanding of how the human body works right but also i think women can't really win in that aspect it would be like um there there's always there's so many things that women have to adhere to 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 meet uh the beauty standard that day because you know it's constantly changing like oh you know shave but not too much or I like women with makeup, but not too much. I don't want women to look fake. I like women with big boobs, but I don't want fake boobs. I like women with a big bum, but I don't want like a fake bum or like, oh, I prefer fake bums because real bums tend, if they're, if real bums are big, then they're too, the woman themselves is too big and so on and so forth. That you just can't, you can't win. There's too many standards that seem to be set by men to adhere to. And isn't it so funny how, like on the flip side, for instance, like the the dad bod that like became popular in the last I don't know how many years is a is a is a, you know a, considered a tr- attractive. Not that it shouldn't be, but if a, a woman had a similar mom bod, a why mom isn't a mom bod, bod a thing? That's definitely not a thing, and you just wonder why. Yeah, um, I I had another point, but I can't remember what it was. Oh yeah, yeah. This idea that you you can't be like too sexy or too this or whatever. Like, mm. I I really struggle with this idea because if we're supposed to be these like hairless, pristine, like virgins that are like perfectly proportionate, mm. like 
where does that leave space for someone to just be a human being? Like, we are mammals, we are humans, I'm an adult, don't expect me to look like a prepubescent person. Like, mm. can you guys just stop? <laughs> <laughs> but what was it that point you made about um, being catcalled now versus when you were younger? Oh, yeah. So this idea that, like, um, we're supposed to look young and 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 um we're supposed to be hairless and whatever and like have and be skinny and blah 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 blah. um but that and as soon as you look like an actual adult that's less attractive and that kind of is in parallel to this idea that you get catcalled um so i've been catcalled far less as an adult than i have been as a teenager and um i saw some other people talk about this on like feminist um magazine cover like magazines and stuff that mm. they that this is something that they've noticed and like feminists and like sociologists have also like seen a lot of anecdotes to support this statement as well that people get catcalled more and it's this idea that like as a young woman or young girl you you are this malleable version this is someone that you can um manipulate easier and and if you are like a fully grown woman then you like have like you're less easy to emotionally manipulate and physically manipulate as well and yeah. i think that exists on an extreme level and also on this level of just like having ownership of what you do with your body as well mm -hmm. i did ramble a, a little bit in there so no no i hope that was clear talking for about 20 seconds <laughs> um but yes, whilst there are, um, I guess whilst we're discovering that um, men's opinions don't matter, <laughs> one fun, a lot, uh, lots, one fun thing, or anyone's opinions to be fair, because it's not just men that um, perpetuate this. Anyone this can need have internalized to, misogyny. To yeah, exactly. Those people. Um, there are fun, fun and great people some namely some women that have recently come to light i guess in the last like year or two who have really been embodying sexual liberation for all um and our favorite example of that hence um the title or the music choice for this episode is um wap <laughs> um sang yes. by cardi b and megan b stallion which um, we have been singing Ever since it came out, Literally we have been fangirling over every cover, <laughs> over yeah. every, every remake. We've seen it. We just, <laughs> we <laughs> absolutely love this song. And I personally am so sad that I, it came out in a time when clubs weren't open because, oh my God. <gasps> also, I don't think it's that bad. Can you imagine what the clubs would have been like? Like, they would have been serious thirst traps. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, that's what I mean. I was going to say the amount of injuries I would have given myself attempting that dance <laughs> in the, the dance club for the first time because I wouldn't have attempted it at home. And yeah. then I would go in and try it and do the splits or some shit and just uh, uh, definitely have hurt myself. Um, mm -hmm. But yes, that song and then those two women and then also who's another favourite, Lizzo as well. Lizzo. Missy, Lil Mama. Mm. Um, there are so many amazing, like mostly black women that have been talking about sex explicitly and with ownership and with agency since like the nineties. And to be honest, what WAP and like Nicki Minaj and stuff, yes, like WAP Minaj. has been has has been the success it has been because of things like Anaconda, because of yes. things like Let's Talk About Sex by Salt and Pepper. Like these people that have really set the tone to allow for a song like WAP to be the success that it is. And let's just talk about the success that WAP is for a second. Yeah. Because I am such a stan. It's unreal. Like I was not even a big fan of Cardi B before. Like I knew that she did cool music, but it just wasn't really like the type of music that I listened to. So I never yeah. like fully listen to it i listened to that song when it came out and i was like objectively this is a great song like yes no one can tell me that it's a subjective deny it. like that is a fact it is a yes. great song i had so many people being like it's not that great and i was like can you just listen to it again like maybe you need why to are you bad at sex with me because <laughs> you need to experience someone enjoying it to maybe experience it yourself i don't understand why you don't like it but 
honestly, it's catchy. All the lyrics are fab. Just the the lyrics are hilarious. Yes, like I want you to touch that little dangly thing that swing in the back of my throat. Like I'm sorry, that is lyrical genius. <laughs> it is hilarious, and the way that she t- the way that both of them talk about sex in this way, it's so like about themselves and about mm. how they feel and about like how it empowers them and how um, it's it's never done in this way in which a lot of um, Male, like the the music that's made about sex, but made by men, yeah. has been about degrading women. Yeah. WAP doesn't do that. WAP doesn't degrade men at all, or no. or whoever they they may be having sex with. They don't degrade anybody, and that's the best part of this. Is like it's so full of like this empowering energy, and it's hilarious. And the dancing is phenomenal, and both of them <gasps> look incredible. So good. I just love. I loved every second of it. And what I loved more was how many people it pissed off as well. Oh. <laughs> I guess Ben Shapiro, eat your heart out. (laughs) Yeah, from the people who get, you know, people who get annoyed at things that they shouldn't be annoyed about. That really just gives me so much joy because (laughs) I was like, ha. Um, So funny. But yeah, obviously, it's interesting to see uh, like some of the points that people were making about like why they didn't like it. Like, oh, it's so explicit, blah, 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 blah. And you're just like, well, did you complain? Do you complain when a, a man is talking about sex in a very, a similarly explicit way no if anything a lot of male rappers are more explicit about their sex with exactly women or whoever they are sleeping with than this song has been and also this song as you said it's just such lyrical genius because it fits it so well into the song that it doesn't you have to be like listening properly to be like oh <laughs> like that reference that you just gave like unless you understood <laughs> Unless you're, if you're really thinking about it. Otherwise, you're just listening to the song, like, bopping along. Whereas, like, a lot of male um, rappers and singers, when they talk about sex, it's very, very explicit. Not that that's an issue, but it's just the fact that people were complaining about this song because it's women owning their owning their sexuality, sexuality. and their liberation. Um, and that's what pissed people off because they were being so free and out there in the fact that, like, yes, I have sex. Yes, I enjoy sex. Um, and that's and what I do was it on so my great own terms. about it. So on, on my own terms, yeah, exactly. And that was what was so enjoyable about it because it was like, I feel like it was like a turning point for, I don't know, women, men, everyone, sexual liberation, just being able to, like a song that was became so popular, it meant that so many more people were probably talking about sexual, I speak mainly for women because that's who I can only, that's all I can speak to, but women becoming... um talking more about their sexual liberation, enjoying sex with them, loving their lives. So here for it. Thank you, Cardi B. Thank you, Megan Thee Stallion. And thank you all the people who laid the path for them to mm-hmm. to, to be where they are now. And also, like, just to end with, like, I, I think if you're not having sex with someone that is that, like, enthusiastic about getting into that kind of activity then that's weird like Mm. you want to be engaging with someone that's like that excited that they're willing to be like (laughs) singing all these lyrics about about sex and like i I think there was ben shapiro he was like talking about how like if you're it you can't physically have that much water like you you can't physically get a a a vagine that wet (laughs) it was just like just say that you don't satisfy your wife and go. Yeah, literally. <laughs> say it with your chest. Say it. You've never satisfied someone well enough and just be done. Get out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, fantastic. Thank you to all those wonderful women. And keep singing the great song, guys. We'll sing it until we're back in clubs again. That's what um, I want. Yeah, everybody learn the WAP TikTok dance if you can. It's oh, so hard. It's so no, much fun. I won't do that to myself. Have you learned it? Yeah, I did it with some friends, and it was so much fun. There's like a really good um Send me a video. choreographer choreographer on YouTube that did like a uh like a I think it was like a 15 minute video where he breaks it down into sections, and then he slowly puts it together, and then you you do it at like 0.5 speed, and then you do it at 0.75 speed, and then you do it at the speed, oh, and wow. it's let me tell you, even at half the speed, the thing is 
fast. That dance is so fast. Like, I literally thought that I was going to hurt my knees when I had to, like, fall onto the ground. <laughs> so much fun, though. Oh, my God. Amazing. Okay, team. So that is your homework for <laughs> the end of season one. Go away. Learn WAP the dance and the lyrics and then come back to us send us your videos <laughs> oh and if anyone wants any useful um platforms on which to understand um the female body and female pleasure a little bit more omgs is ph- phenomenal i would definitely recommend signing up for that there O-M-G-S. are lots of techniques to learn omgs did you say omg yes yes okay we can O-M-G-S. probably add them in there something sorry other. i was gonna say we can probably at them or in the sponsor us, <laughs> sponsor us. <laughs> um yes thank you so much for listening thank to you all so of much. our seasons thank you for making it seasons episodes <laughs> thank you so much for making it to episode 10 with us we hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have it's been so much fun and um i hope i hope it's been hope you've like uh, had some push and pull with us as well we've yes. enjoyed the discourse on on our um on the instagram so thank you thanks until another time bye bye thank you so much for listening to another episode of i saw you like this a big thank you to season for producing all the music on this podcast that's s-e-a-z-n they are a wonderful sibling duo who are making some pretty pretty sick beats so check them out if you can as always we had a lot of fun recording this so we hope you enjoyed listening as well please give us a follow on our instagram page um the at is just i saw you liked this um and there you can dm us let us know what you thought of the episode and also tell us if there's anything else you'd like us to talk about but until then see you next week soon around <laughs>